I am sure most of you are familiar with Jordan Peterson's work. He's a psychologist and a very popular author. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he likes to say is that if you want to make the world a better place, start by cleaning your room. So we're going to dive into that today, what it means and how that might help you become a better coach. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Fitness Coach with the Jock and the Doc Podcast, where fitness meets behavioral science. Join your hosts, Scott Schutte, a seasoned personal trainer, gym owner, and 360 wellness coach, and Dr. Janine Steister, a PhD behaviorist and expert in all things behavior change, as they share their combined expertise to empower fitness professionals like you. With practical tips, cutting-edge topics, and industry-leading guests, you'll learn everything from motivation and goal setting to habit formation and overcoming obstacles. Whether you're a seasoned fitness pro or just starting off your coaching journey, Becoming the Ultimate Fitness Coach is your essential guide to mastering the art of coaching and changing lives. So I love me some Jordan Peterson, yes, you know you this. Um, and I really like how simple he makes this. And I think this is a great analogy when we think about coaching is we need to take a step back and make sure we're doing the right things first before we start getting on to our clients about this. And especially in this world of behavior change that we talk a lot about, there's so many times that we hear coaches complain about like, well, I give my clients the simplest instructions just to increase their water and they won't do that. But at the same time, there's some young coaches I talk to about something unrelated to fitness, about like time management, and they struggle with the same kind of behavior change just in a different world. And so it's good to step back because there's a few things that we need to know here. Uh, number one, knowing yourself. The better you know yourself, the better you're gonna make those changes, same way with your clients, and this is why the behavior change is so important. Two, the, the more you step back and see this is difficult for everybody in yourself, you're gonna have more empathy towards your clients. And, and three, understanding the behavior science principles, because we're big on this, Dr. J has taught me a lot about this, whenever we're working with people, behavior science has to be a part of it. Now, we're in the fitness space, we're working with exercise science and nutrition science, which is a part of it, but we're still working with people. So the behavior science is super important. So let's dive into that today. Yeah, so let's start with know yourself. Yep. And one of the things that I, you know, and I talk about this is we have these stories that we tell ourselves. And sometimes those stories aren't necessarily accurate. No. They're just the narrative that we've either been told before or stuck with since elementary school or whatever. It just makes us feel better. And so it's really important sometimes to, to dive in and, and really evaluate where your strengths are, where your um, areas of challenge are, and, and explore that. So we recently were at a conference and we presented and we had some great interaction with people afterwards. And one of the fitness coaches came up and said, hey, I got a kind of a me question for you. And so we were standing there talking and he was sharing that he is somebody that whenever even he approaches some of his fitness and wellness goals, he tends to be an all in and then an all out kind of person. So he says, I'm really good at jumping into these extreme programs and running those for a while for myself. But then sort of when they're over, I just fly all the way back to the I'm, I'm all out. I'm not doing anything. And so we asked a little bit about, well, what kind of behavior science recommendations, things do you have for that? And one of the things I talked about with him is that is who you are, right? You are telling me like, that's how I'm wired. I'm not going to change that, nor do I want to, because that's sort of your, your, your natural nature, your happy place. So all I suggested to him was write down the things, all of these things that um, you're working on or that you care about, those types of things, and then figure out which ones you really just are naturally, you like to go all in and then go all out. Like the, the things that you really enjoy extreme-wise, whether it's socializing or whatever it is. 
And then what are some of the things that you could do consistently that aren't pushing up against that personality trait? Yep. And it was really interesting to see because it was like, you could even see in the facial expression like, oh, awesome. Because I think he was expecting me to go, look, if you're going to be all in and all out, you're never going to move forward. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm glad you know yourself. Now let's figure out how to adjust behavior within that. Yeah. So uh, interesting side part of the story. He came up to us and he's like, I have a client. I have some clients like this. How would you do that? <laughs> and so I started talking to my clients wise and Dr. Jay's like, you're talking about yourself, right? <laughs> And so this is, this is a very famous like Thomas Plummer thing. It's like the best questions are usually um, after the, the, the speech is over with, usually um, in the bars as he's references, but this was in the parking lot for us. So back to this kind of me search, like this is how a lot of people get into like therapy or training or something like that. They're trying to figure out something for themselves. But, but the other part of that, the, the beauty of him like understanding that and realizing that is it's going to make him a much better coach. Because right now, he just knows his extremes. I'm, I'm pretty sure when we, we mentioned 75 Hard in the talk, talk, he was one of the guys that raised his hands or yeah. too, of like, yeah, I'm doing this. So he knows this extreme of like how to get results. And this is what we see a lot of coaches do. They know if you're like, well, we cut out all sugar, uh, we cut out all alcohol, we work out every day, um, zero fun, yeah. all in, I can get good results. And so then all they learn is like with the clients, like, well, you need to do the same. Exactly. The problem is, this is why we see the majority of the people that lose the weight, that put it back on. And so if we can learn more of these, these behavior principles, we can learn this long-term approach, which kind of goes back to knowing yourself first. Because if you go through this process and understand that there's different personalities and with different personalities, there's different styles of training. And with those different styles of training, you can find a better fit for people. You're going to be a much better coach. So that's what, what's really kind of diving into and really kind of peeling back those layers of figuring out what's the best fit for the person in front of you, not just the best fit on, on paper right now for weight loss. Yeah, and, and our next part of this was empathy. Yep. And to me, you know, most of us have a sense of what empathy is. It's like you, you feel bad for someone or you, you um, kind of understand that they're going through something and things like that. But part of empathy is really understanding that we're all on a journey and there are things that we naturally do well and are just easier for us. Yep. And there's always things in our lives that are just our struggle. And Scott's example earlier about like you can have a fitness coach that he knows is really good in like sort of the, the working out and the diet part. But then when it comes to time management, that's a struggle. We all have them. Even Scott. What? And um, so... Lies. Having And so we're working on the empathy part here. Um, having empathy just means I understand that what might be easy to me might be difficult to someone else, whether it's because it butts up against their personality tendencies, whether it butts up to the environment and what they're around, and they're just general lifestyle. So understanding that, knowing ourselves and what our journey is and what we're always kind of working on, and then recognizing that our clients are coming to us because these things are naturally not easy for no. them or, or just don't naturally fit into there. So starting with that lens where a lot of us are problem solvers. I know I have this where, what do you need? Let me help you solve the problem. What do you need? Let me help you solve the problem. The problem is, is that the problem is, is that if we approach our clients that way, right away with sort of like, I got an answer for you, as opposed to saying like, you've struggled with this before, this is sort of a pain point for you, I'm here to be your guide on this journey, and it might be something you always want to guide for, or you always want support for, because this just isn't natural for you to just 
love and, and, and naturally just do great. So that's how I like to think about empathy as a coach in this situation. Yeah. And I would say, you know, I'm close to 20 years in personal training, gym owner, and I didn't have much empathy at the beginning. Um, it's definitely grown over time. And I think part of that's just kind of realizing that most of the clients, most of the general pop, uh, fitness, weight loss isn't their main concern. Like if you spend more time with them, you'll see that they are very busy individuals, you know, at work or kids or taking care of parents. Like they have all these things going on and fitness isn't something that they have to do, but they have to take care of the family. Yeah. They have to make money to take care of the family. There's, so there's a lot of have to's in there. Fitness is something that they choose. Now we can say, well, you have to, to stay healthy. You have to yeah. for a long life, but Short term, they don't have to. And so anybody that's just consistently showing up, I celebrate the hell out of that because like, I'm just super happy that they are trying. And, and we reward a lot of just the, the, the actions that they take moving towards possibly getting to the goals they want. For instance, um, instead of being like celebrating whether they lost weight or didn't lose weight, it's more of like, okay, we talked about adding collagen in your coffee this morning. We talked about increasing your steps by 500 this week. Did they get just a few more days of those in? Even though it wasn't every single day, did they improve from what the week before was? And we celebrate that. So having that empathy of like, they have a lot going on and their personalities are going to be a little bit different than us. A lot of the people I work with are not as extreme as the trainers that I know and like they love working out. And I talked about this in the last talk. Like if you like working out, you're the weird one. Like us in the field that likes working out, it's kind of weird. Like because you're doing something like you're like, I'm, I'm going to go on this, this bike and I'm going to just go really hard and not go anywhere. Like what's the point of that? Most of general public does not like working out. So just understanding these different personality types, have an empathy towards them and celebrate this smallest, smallest thing. So going back to the third point, this behavior science, understanding that because if you've been in the field for a while and you just do exercise, you understand that only takes people so far. And then if you go to the next step, you're like, okay, nutrition needs to be there. Awesome, great next step. And then after you do that for a while, you realize that only takes people so far. This third piece, this third piece that we're seeing a lot of people miss, this behavior science part, it's, the problem is we're working with people. Yeah. And working <laughs> with people, we have to have yeah. the behavior science. And so, not, and, and what I love about this is the, the exercise science we know and learned, the, the nutrition science we know and learned, still accurate. It's not like you're, you're doing something wrong. You know, like, you know how you were going low carb with everybody? Now we need to go high carb. It's like changing this pendulum swing nutrition-wise. No, no, we need to stick with the same good basic nutritional principles. We just need to take it to the point that it's, it's ideal for the person in front of us. Yeah. And the way I, the lens that I look at it is exercise science and nutrition science. I'm giving a lot of tools and information to yep. my clients. The behavior science part is the execution part. And we all know that we can give a lot of information to our clients. We have a lot of information. They can get it on the internet. But it's that application of how do I actually use this information? And that's really what the behavior science in this realm is about, is how do people think and execute and how do we take it from I know what to do to I am doing it? And then also dosage. You know, we talk about minimal effective dose a lot, yeah. but it's really about dosage as well, is I understand what I'm supposed to do, but oftentimes and we talked about the all or nothing before, is I'm, I'm taking too much of this at once. And so I can't sustain or I don't feel good doing it. It's just like when you 
overextend yourself physically, it can hurt for a while because it was too much at one time. So it's really helping people understand where their dosage is based on who they are, how they live, and, and, and what they need. And the other part about this too is hearing, hearing what people say and, and putting together some insights because a lot of times we use words that we think we're supposed to use, mm. especially when clients come to you, you're a fitness professional, they have certain terms. But when you hear them say things like, I'm super busy, I'm taking care of parents, I'm taking care of my family, I'm working to bring in money, I'm doing all of these things. And you say, well, how come you're here? Well, I think I should lose weight and I want to feel better, move better, things like that. Regardless of what the specific goal is, what they just told you is with all the stuff they're doing, they're showing up here. This is the only time, what I'm hearing out of this story is this is the only time just for them. So I also want to make it enjoyable. I want them to show up and go, God, that was the best 30 minutes or the best hour of my day. It was all about me. And if the whole time I'm holding their feet to the fire, holding them accountable for every damn thing they didn't do, like, come on, this is all they yep. get. I want to make this a place where this is my third place. I want to come. I feel part of the community and I just feel cared for and welcomed and hopefully moving towards things that make me feel better. And a good example of that, there's a, a coach I used to know, and when the client showed up late, they would be like, what are you doing? You're showing up late. This is my time. You need to hurry up. And it's like, no, listen, it's like, I'm, I'm happy that they showed up. They're usually late because they, you know, you know, what was, what was the lady this morning? She's like, my cat threw up right before I left. And so I had to clean up the cat throw up. It's not like she was like having fun or having a drink right. or something like that. It's like, there's something going on with the kids. Like they were being crazy, trying to get them out the door or work was crazy. And I'm like, listen, like you're here. Like, I'm just happy you're here. So it's exactly. a good point with that one. So as, as we wrap things up here and kind of go back to the original point of this, like start with yourself, clean your room first. When you're, when you're learning these nutritional things, and behavior things because they need to go together. Start with yourself. Start kind of figuring out what are things that you need to change. And if you have the nutrition and exercise down, which I feel like some people in the fitness space do, not all, but some, um, think about things outside of that. Think of your, your, your time management or think of your budgeting and think of ways of like changing some of those habits around so you kind of understand because a lot of our clients that are coming in, especially in the one-on-one -on -one world, they have a lot of money and they're like, you know, they're making a few hundred thousand dollars is like nothing us doing a bunch of squats or like nothing. So it's just kind of like understanding like the, the nothing to one person could be a big deal to another person. So really taking that step back, um, learning more for yourself, implementing the empathy and really understanding behavior science is the key to being a great coach. So hopefully this was interesting and helpful and let us know if there's any topics or things that you would like us to um, talk about because um, we're excited about this and would love to do that. See you next time.